0: Connors T, this is Serica, butting in at the top of the episode with a very quick announcement. We have some upcoming live shows. We are going to be at a new venue called Gaia in Cork on the 23rd of July, and we're going to be back in Whelan's on the 20th of August. Uh, If you would like to come to either of those shows, you can find details and ticket links on our website, CandlelitTales.ie, and if you are listening to this after the 20th of August, you can find details of whatever show we are doing next at candlelitales.ie. Hope to see you there. Can I see? How are you? Welcome back to the Candlelit Tales podcast, where we are talking about our waterways series and kind of wrapping it up. I'm sitting here
1: with my brother Aaron. And I'm sitting here with my sister Sorica. And we are. Candle Tales podcast where we tell stories and we talk about them afterwards always Irish mythology and we have loads of videos and podcasts backdated <laughs> so we're going to wrap up our season of Waterways we have a few stories to talk about today we have the River Lee and how it's got its name the, my own lovely Lee the River Devlin or Delvin I'm not sure because <laughs> so I spelled it both oh my way. god pick one
0: <laughs> you have to pick one
1: i just slightly dyslexic with that one so I'm just not yeah. sure yeah just yeah. with that one? Yes, just that only. Just one only word. that one. Only one word. Never happens otherwise. And then we're going to talk about the amazing crane bag, Malinam mm. um yeah, Yes,
0: Malinam McLear's crane bag, which was the story that I recorded just before this.
1: And we'll be drawing um, a close this series, which we've just basically linked waterways, mythical places that have links to water, names, rivers, lakes, and watery. Yeah, interesting styles.
0: stories that we could find because, like, there's, there's also, there's. Listen. This is not an exhaustive series We will probably come back to it As we've come back to Mythic Places already um, We kind of started with our like Big iconic ones Like Blarney Castle And uh, The Giant's Causeway I think we did that one, didn't we? I don't think we did I think we did I think, I, think I did it and you didn't Right Because um, I think you did Anyway
1: As we've We realized... need
0: to look back Over the series of episodes That we have released Because We record them And then we immediately forget Yes, we do. Mister, let me just listen back to this story because I forget what I said. Literally forgot everything about it. It's like, oh,
1: well, you guys must know so many stories. We do when we're telling them. Um,
0: we, we We make space. We make new space frequently by deleting the old stuff. Clear hard drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: it's important to empty the trash, as I've been told. Got to, got to empty that trash. You know, just empty or yourself, it clogs Aaron. Clogs up. You know, you start running slow. to many stories clogging up, and it's like, yeah, so you got to get them out. Anyway, <laughs> not actually a computer. Um anyway.
0: if 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 either of us is the secret android, we're the glitchiest fucking androids. <laughs>
1: Can't confuse, just Can't breaking
0: compute. down okay. all the time.
1: So, which one do you want to start with?
0: Uh, we should probably go in order, should we?
1: Okay. I? Yeah, I mean that's great. I mean
0: that's a good idea.
1: Which one came? Or,
0: or. I think it was the River Devlin or Delvin. Damn it! I wanted you to say it
1: so you big <laughs> <pick> one. She <laughs> saw through my a, plan.
0: I I, I, I leant out of the light. Sorry, I'm un, unaccustomed as yep. I am to being on camera. I was, the audio. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna look it up. So oh, yeah. this is what I do when I'm unsure of something Is I look it up Yeah, It's the do. river Delvin.
1: Delvin Delvin,
0: It's definitely the river Delvin yeah.
1: It's kind of a messed up story It's basically a guy who wants to go for a holiday in Norway Meets a lot of kind of mental ones And they all demand a sleeping On a bronze bed Which I don't think would be very comfortable Especially on a boat And then You know, finds out they're pregnant And then runs away Comes back and they're very hang- angry that he didn't stay around very angry. Didn't like the fact that he didn't sit around and be like... I don't know. They just... They take it against me, You mm. don't quite get their point of view is all I'm trying to say. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of... My sympathy... So you really delved
0: me- deep into that one. <laughs> <laughs> from the feminine point of view. You really really thought it through. <laughs> worked worked with the source material. Yeah, worked with like, it. You know, just like... Extracted the spent meaning. Spent some time thinking about <laughs> different perspectives. Came at it from different I angles. I ran it
1: by you. And you were like, that is mad. It was mad. It, like it wasn't quite a lot of Me, meat and famously
0: maternal and interested in relationships. Great <laughs> fucking baseline there, man.
1: I mean, I had to run it by somebody you're the I'm here. Person, you're here. <laughs> um okay, so it was a strange one. I, I, it was I a strange one. I mean, there's definitely a kind of a uh maturation avoidance in him running off to Norway, spending seven years there or and then coming back and avoiding the nine women. Uh, who really have it out for him? And I'm hoping that as I talk about it, some deeper meaning will come into our minds. Because again, I'm kind of lost on it. He comes back. I mean, it's pretty brutal a story,
0: isn't there? Like child death. In yeah, that story? they ba-
1: she ba- they basically come back, and they he tries to come back at a different route so that to that avoid they, like, them to avoid being seen, even though it was like years in the past. And I don't know,
0: I he, mean, people tend to remember when they have a baby with you, right? They tend to remember you. Yeah.
1: You but know what he, I mean? But he gets back and then the, the woman of the of the she who has, is the mother, uh, yeah, she throws the child off of the, the the boat and into the...
0: It's a bit Medea corner. then in the end. Like the kind of killing of the child to get back at the father sort of idea, is it?
1: Yeah. I guess that's essentially it. It's like you left and now you can't have this child and now this is what happens when you... When you when this you is leave. what happens when you shirk and your responsibilities. The, the name of the river is na- named after uh, the child. So like, it's it's a... It's a gruesome one with very little context of who Ruith is, other than the son of a king. Uh, you don't really know much about that lineage at all, uh, or I couldn't find a lot that much. Again, this is from Richard Marsh's um, collection of mead fo- folktales. So, like, the, the county is steeped in mythology and, and everything has links to so much around it. But then when you come down to this bare bones of a story, there's not a lot of hang on to it. Uh,
0: Which happens a lot with kind of different stories that we come across. They're often a little bit thin on characterization and detail. And sometimes you can figure it out and sometimes you can find it. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, well, that was that was wild. I, mean, I don't get it.
1: It's it's a very like it is an extremely human like a story of, you know, fathering a child and either, you know, stepping up to the plate or running away and not doing that at all. And so... I think that it's almost moralistic in that, like, if you go off and shirk your responsibilities here. Yes. You know, there is a there bit is of a, a
0: consequence to there's a consequence to, to running away and, and not taking responsibility. Yeah. And I think there's also like the the two of the down and women are all, are are often kind of like outsized in their emotions and their reactions. So it's that thing of like. Nine women want you to father their children and and then they're gonna kill your kids in front of you when you don't step up like it's just kind of exaggerated yeah, and yeah. and emphasized, and what am I trying to say it's 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 big it's always yeah, yeah. it's always bigger than than bigger real than
1: human. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: so there's something bigger than human I think in that whole thing of like, hey, the nine of us wanna be your like sister wives, <laughs> you know you don't get a you won't get a choice
1: What the brass bed means
0: man. I'm sure it has some significance And I don't know what it is no,
1: I definitely don't I Definitely not
0: I mean um, But yeah there is listen. a
1: Day of complex going on there And yeah um, Yeah It's an interesting one I guess um,
0: So it was weird It was weird uh, Sometimes they're just weird Sometimes they're just
1: weird But um, that's how the River Delvin got its name So yay
0: Devlin or Delvin I just said it really fast <laughs> <laughs> Obviously <didn't> <laughs> I'm just trying to say it really quick Yeah yeah yeah, so um, you did. How ha- you did know a little bit more about the next one, which is the River Lee?
1: Thanks. In fairness, really, really, a little bit, a little a bit, more. bit. The Thank banks you. of my own lovely. I mean, I did have a couple of podcasts to uh, to catch up on because. Uh, oh yeah,
0: we we let Aaron go next because, well, you know, I had a few catch up. He, he left for the winter, and I did all the podcasts. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I some of the
1: podcasts I did some. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um so yes, the River Lee. That was again uh I suppose one that I was you know, a story that you have in your head for a while and you can't quite get it out. I've been trying to do this one. I think since I got back <laughs> from when, I was like, Oh, next week I'm gonna have this. Yeah, you next had it you were this.
0: gonna have it next week for about two months.
1: Yeah, for about two months. Because there was there was a small bit of a section that you sent me about uh Finbar fighting. All I could serpent. find
0: was the tiny little bit, a tiny little bit in one of the UCD folklore collection mm-hmm. uh, copies, which are like, it, it's folklore as told by children in primary school. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a massive kind of folklore collection, but it's a lot of the stories are really, really scrappy because mm-hmm. they're like, kids, go home and ask your granny about the stories from the area. So the kid will write down. So the, this kid wrote down that, oh, there was a monster and a priest drove it out. Like a holy man drove it away, and it made the river with its passage. Right, uh, and that was kind of it. That so was I was like, it. "That seems like it would be cool."
1: Yeah, and oh. I, I, I was kind of like, "Okay, I don't want to," especially being from Cork and having you know yeah, grown up we next we River Lee. Do a scrappy job yeah, on Cork. Cork. We went, okay, we got it. We got, it. We got it. absolutely nail this one. Um, so I went to as close to the source of an oral translation or uh, way of, of finding as I could. Uh, one of my friends, Kieran uh, McNeill, he's uh, a Ghael uh a teacher in primary schools, and uh, he's a primary school friend of mine, but he went out and he, he messaged a few people. I went actually kayaking near uh, on, on th- at the lake there with him a couple of years ago, and, and we were talking about the, the mouth of it, where exactly it is, and hiked up there uh, since. And it's a beautiful place, it's stunning, and there's quite a lot of people who walk up to the source of the River Lee. Uh, it's out you know, drive past McCroon, there's loads of beautiful native forest, uh, and there's a lot of beautiful uh just scenes and you can really see the, the rock and the landscape all around the lake there where the river's just kind of just really small at the start. And there's there's a he found out there's there's stories that are told in the primary schools around the loca- location there. That are about Saint Finbar setting up his first uh, site on Guganbara, and uh, and and that small yeah, it was kind of the,
0: the, the Finbar thing was what sort of unlocked it then, and and yeah. Finbar's rock is is Guganbara basically, like, yeah, the island where he set his church, and he was kind of a There's he's a re- kind of the patron saint of Cork a bit,
1: yeah, he? he is, and 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 like he he's supposed to have founded. Uh, the the site and again the river emerged from it and he also in Finbar's cathedral then yeah. he went down and left and and founded the cathedral at the mouth of the river Lee and then that's what uh, where Cork was built around it so so Cork wasn't actually a marsh b- before Finbar was there you know which is uh, yeah as it, was still, it
0: was still probably the marsh but <laughs> it was. Uh... Well, maybe yeah. Although no, if he started the river, exactly, then it wasn't the
1: yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he turned it in. He so, turned
0: it from dry land into Cork. Yeah, 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 Corking, so, you know. <laughs> Kirkig.
1: And, and and came down, and it was after the river that people began to put houses on stilts yeah. to be closer to the cathedral. Again, there was there was a good few versions online that I found, and the best one was actually a a a, a, a voiceover that Kieran got uh, for me from um uh. Woman with her second name as Gugan, so oh cool. Presume, so straight from, uh, <laughs> straight from the Gugan's mouth. Straight from the Gugan's mouth, Catherine Gugan, uh, I believe, was the name. Um, yeah, so that was mad. Bad. Well, thank um, you
0: to Kieran and Catherine for sending us the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and it, it was. But again, it, it, like you kind of have these pieces and these fragments. That's what's so fascinating about Irish mythology. You've the you've this bit over here. A kid wrote it down <laughs> that his granny told eh. him. Then there's F- Saint Finbar, and he as a character is really interesting. Look at because he, there was potential kind of uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word I'm gonna ma- madness going on. A uh, group occult. What I'm looking for, oh, you're looking um, for the cult word, cult word, the cult word. Well, um,
0: a lot of those same and scholars stuff. were just fucking warlords with a with a different script, you right. know what I mean? Like. That whole, you know, all these round tower builders and the scribes and the monks, and we have this kind of like romantic image of them as being very ascetic, holy men. I'm sure some of them were, but some of them were, some of them were like, "Hey, I'm a charismatic leader with a with a new, fun message for everybody."
1: Well, well so again, one of the pieces of phone was talking about how uh, at the site, and there's there's this kind of a chapel there, or, or kind of um, a small. What looked like the old monastery uh, area. It's a small island on the lake now, um, around Gugambara. And you've this, again, the name Gugambara, is it from Fionn, um, or is it from the, how he, Finbar, Fionn Bar, fair haired Barra was his mm. name, and then Gugambara, the rock of Barra. Again, just how the name kind of. Yeah, it seems like it's
0: associated, but hard to know how
1: definitively so he got there anyway and there was some archaeological kind of evidence that, that, that she'd have gone down there for a while yeah. a long time even possibly before Christianity so it was definitely a site and it was probably a site of worship and it makes sense it's stunning people would definitely come from all over to go there it's a little island that you can walk on to you know it's just it's stunning and so um, yeah th- and there's there's a rock there's a standing stone limestone rock there and Again, is that the rock or was that the rock brought? Or was the rock already there before uh,
0: or yeah, did Finbar bring before? it, or did somebody else bring it? And
1: then did he claim it to be kind of you know, so so the whole story kind of goes that he was there setting it all up, and then this serpent raised his head from the from the uh the depths below. And um yeah, there was a great poem from James Harper that also uh was on an article brilliant retelling of the the kind of the what the significance is of that kind of creature in the lurking in the depths and finbar trying to kind of i don't know manage that good side and bad side and then
0: yeah you know, it's a it's on a, either
1: side of the river too. It's interesting.
0: It's a projection. Yeah. It's a poem about projection. Like
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I'm
0: not I'm not the bad one. The serpent is the bad one.
1: Yeah yeah.
0: Uh yeah. yeah, that one's that was great. Uh but it's linked in all the show notes of that episode anyway.
1: Yeah, so as fragmented as that sounds there's loads of show notes. If you want to have a look at it you can yeah. source back. It was it was a fun recreation of a of a story to try and put a, the beginning middle end to it. And uh yeah, so that was that was the River League We hope we did it justice um, Want to tell us Indeed. about The crane bag?
0: Uh, No I don't
1: No? Okay fuck it. We're, we're wrapping up The whole season uh, Yeah we're, wrapping up, last story we're wrapping up
0: The whole season We kind of had the crane bag As like The one that we were Going to do At the end Was always the plan yeah. it Was like because Because of the story About Mananon McLear, Because uh, You know Mananon is the Is the king of the ocean And if you're talking about waterways in Ireland, the most important waterway in any island is this, the ocean. Any country that borders it. Because it's it's trade, it's resources, it's communication with the outside world, it's fishing, it's industry. There's so much, like historically and culturally, that any island nation is so interlinked with the sea. Um, And it's also, you know, it's, it's got a particular place in mythology and story. And I mention it in the story as well like that that old tradition of Irish fishermen to not learn how to swim. Yeah. Because the sea takes the sea takes its due. Like that was the mindset. It was like if you fall in, sure. And I've heard some will say that if if people fell into if people fell off a fishing boat, the others on the fishing boat wouldn't pull them back. It's mad. It's meant. For that same reason. That like the sea gives you your living and takes its own. So all the people, all those communities who lived on the islands in the West mm. did not swim in the sea. Um <laughs> yeah. and we may have talked about this before because it's it's a it's a wild idea, but it's it's you know, I think it really kind of speaks to the attitude towards the sea as well. Like yeah. we see it these days as a place for like recreation as well yeah, totally. and I think that's kind of you know it's interesting that that was not how people viewed it it was way more sacred and dangerous yeah. than that Um, so yeah I wanted to kind of talk about Mananon because I think Mananon is a really interesting character in Irish myth he's one of the more interactive gods he's one of the gods who like hangs out with people more and like spends more time in Ireland and like turns up in stories he's a great man to just turn up and do a little speech and fuck off again or like tr- there's the Cormac McArts story where he tricks him into the other world to like teach him lessons and sometimes he's just tricking people
1: yeah he's sometimes a he's
0: just kind of having laughs. laugh so I kind of wanted to get that idea of the duality of the ocean because the, you know the bounty of the ocean and the cruelty of it and also Mananon as someone who is Incredibly wise and incredibly powerful, but can also be just like completely careless and do things on a
1: total whim. It, speaking of whims, I think like I got a very funny phone call off you this morning when you were trying to work this head, this yeah, story on your head. Because again, we had posted this as like, oh yeah, we'll get to that. And then we get
0: have... we, we decided to get to that, and then we we were we had a very short window to get a recording time in today, so I
1: was a little bit. Well, working it on turned your
0: head. up without having it worked out, which I try not to do when we have recording time booked. But anyway, so um,
1: what I mean is, like the because you know the the beats of the story, we know the kind of, uh, but the, oh well, I
0: know two. Di- see, this is the problem. There's two different versions yeah. of it because there was a version of it that I had read. The first version I would read of it was him killing the crane Efa by La Corrib mm-hmm. and then realizing that. She was, uh, you know, the beloved of this of this poet, um, whose name is Ilbrac. Yeah. Right, you, you? You change pages for no goddamn reason. You could have used the rest of that page. It would have been fine. It would have been. It's fine. a new page. I didn't for no reason. Um, My journal. Aaron never brings his own book with him. Anyway, it doesn't annoy me at all. Um, it's a really big deal. Um. So there was one story That I had the first time I read the story That's
1: confusing when you have two different versions And you're like which one yeah. Do you to pick So
0: the first version was He doesn't know Ilbrek And right. he doesn't know what's happened to Efa And he shoots this crane And that's it And then the second version of the story He is um. He's the Father of Ilbrek and Aoife lives in his land for 200 years and dies of old age and he's devastated when she dies. And that's kind of, they seem contradictory, but we found a way of putting them together.
1: Yeah, it's together. Again, kind of uh, an interesting way of having to deal with a story is like choose which elements you want to put together and choose which ones you need to leave out because you can't tell both. And also you need to make a creative decision on it. And your. Ideal by going to that was having you know the two fundamental oppositions of, of, of the story. Yeah, yeah. Having something that you know is is all giving, all can all uh, bountiful, and also all taking and devastating. and,
0: and yeah, yeah. yeah. As and, the sea. and personifying that in the characters mm-hmm. of the two women who are in love with with the same guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I think that's a that's a good that's always a good way to uh, conceive of a story when you have those fragmentary bits. And I think the bit that you kind of came in with then was the kind of fickleness and carelessness of Mananon and how you have these, like, great characters. And it's so kind of characteristic as well of of the Tua de Danan and of Irish Myth, where you will have these incredibly powerful people and then they will just do something fucking
1: careless. Really stupid. That's why when you were saying, maybe I won't have him kill him. I was like, it's the most human thing in the story is that he ends up killing the magic crane, you yep. know, like he's and such then a dumbass.
0: The crane bag is like the crane bag is such a kind of a potent idea. It mm. was the title actually of a of a magazine, um, a literary magazine in Ireland, although they had a different version of the origin of it, uh, which Imelda McCarthy told me. And in that version of it, Lear, as in Lear of the Children of Lear, oh, yeah. it's what he does to his first wife's body. Oh, God. Uh, which is real fucking dark and also I think wrong. Like having researched it from my research on it that's not the origin of The Crane Bag. Right. Um, although it's a much like that magazine part of the I think part of the mission of that magazine was was kind of a, a reclaiming of women's voices so obviously they were taking that as a metaphor for like yeah, yeah, yeah. the silencing and the violence against women but you know I don't I remember hearing that and I was like I don't think that's not Mananon McLear and Lear are not the same yeah. person and Mananon is not like that from what I've read of him no there is a story about Mananon that I was considering telling which is the story of, of Inberglas which is up uh, up in the north in, in Derry where he, he falls in love with a mortal princess and he has his druid cast a sleep spell on her and kidnap her and the druid leaves her on the beach while going to get a boat oh, and she drowns tide, dude, well it's, it's a big wave it's a, like, there's a sandbank and he left her on the other side of the sandbank and a big wave came up over the sandbank and drowned her and Mananon kills his druid um, which but like I, I, I didn't know You also want
1: sent him off to kidnap her, dude. So you're well, not like, exactly innocent thing. in this one. This
0: is the thing you roofied the girl. Yeah. That was under your orders. That was fucking dodgy. Ooh. Now, she was also like, she was so beautiful and she was supposed to marry a great king that her parents wouldn't let her see anyone. So she was not in a good situation. No. But it's, it's a, so that was kind of a story that I was, I was, I decided not to tell as part of this series because it felt like a bit of a fucking downer. Um, But I also think it's kind of like that that careless aspect of the Mananon character comes through a little bit in that one as well. Um, And then there's also there's a there's supposed to be a grave of one of the two of that later got conflated with Mananon. So in folklore, that's Mananon's grave.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, And when the sea is angry, it's because Mananon's spirit is walking, Um, which is kind of cool. There are certain strands in Ireland that are very, you know, you can really, you can really sense the power of the sea, even on a calm day. Um. So, yeah, we wanted to end the waterways with the waterway that is the ocean. Well, it's And also, then our next.
1: Just, just to, sorry uh, to finish up on the crane bag as well, because it's such uh I know McGann has the almanac of Ireland and he actually has a whole episode on the crane bag as well, which is fantastic to listen to. Uh, in terms of the thing, and Fiamma Cool gets the crane bag and anything you reach in, like you can store, it's kind of this magic bag. Yeah,
0: it becomes a bag of holding.
1: And whatever you put, yeah, you, you need, you draw out of it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the, I, that's in the story too.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, um, cool. we, we will you know, wrap up now. Uh Thank you very much for listening. Waterways series coming to a close. And, and next? Next up, we'll have random stories that we didn't get around to. We're going to have a few stories and a few interviews that we've been putting aside from really interesting people. We've got an interview with our father, Tony Hegarty, psychologist and psychotherapist. Uh, we yeah, got. Uh We've with-
0: got... Well, listen, we've, we've a few lined up <laughs> and we said we weren't going to say who the interviews were all with because oh, we yeah. haven't lined them all up yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Loads,
1: very interesting people. Lots of mythology, lots of stuff coming for your Eardrums and... You.